Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Carolina Panthers. Um, could be could actually be a fun game because both defenses are terrible. So it, it, it could turn out to be a pretty decent day. Um, Derek Carr, I'm not a, I'm not in love with Derek Carr. I know the matchup is a plus matchup in terms of the defense you're facing, but with their w- wide receivers being kind of banged up as well, um, I actually have him at my quarterback 21, which, you know, if you got to play him, you can. Hopefully you don't even own him. I think he's unowned in almost all the leagues I play in. Um, you know, maybe desperation play, but you, you, you hopefully don't own him. Um, I mean, you know, he, he might have a day. We'll see. You know, Henry Ruggs is that fast rookie. Um, Brian Edwards looks like pretty good. He's another rookie. Um, but with, you know, Hunter Renfro's balding, and he's like ni- 19 years old, but he's <laughs> <Yeah>. bald. <laughs> yeah. So, and, I mean, uh, I, I've got Derek Carr at 22. Okay. I think that uh, with some upside, though, I, listen, listen, I, I don't want to say I like Derek Carr, but I do – remember vividly him having some pretty good years when they've got good receivers when they had crabtree and they had cooper man he was he kind of put it down a little bit he can well, throw the ball if he's protected he was a broken leg away from potentially having a super bowl mvp exactly run. exactly and i you know i'm not saying that henry ruggs is that guy but i'm saying henry ruggs adds a new dimension that is making Al Davis cream right now in heaven because he's well, he, just got speed. He's not that uh, Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> so, you know, it just he, yeah. he he hopefully has a little more upside than Darius Hayward Bay. But, you know, yeah, Carr could have a good game. On the other side of the ball, we got Teddy White Gloves Bridgewater. Um, new team, decent weapons. Um, the only problem with my thing with Teddy, though, is, is – He's not a big airing it out guy. He's a very safe quarterback. You know, he he likes to check down. He I think his average air yards is like seven. I mean, he does not throw a deep ball. And then every now and then he does go deep. I mean, you know, we'll see. But again, new system. I feel like they're going to heavily rely on Christian McCaffrey because you have the best running back in football. And why the hell would you not use him? I actually have him all the way at uh, quarterback twenty-two. Um, he I think he I think he might have a good game. So I got him at twenty-two with some upside. Hopefully you're not starting him. I wouldn't start him. I mean, if you had to, it's you could do worse. You could have Baker Mayfield, but <laughs> I, I think I think Bridgewater might be okay in terms of the season. I just I kind of want to see you know new new head coach, new system, new team. I kind of want to see it first. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm in the same boat. I do have him at quarterback 18. Uh, I just think anytime your average your average air yards is under 10, which his is. You're going to be looking for Christian McCaffrey, which I guess I look at it as that's not a bad thing because Christian McCaffrey can turn a dump off into a touchdown, an 80-yard touchdown. I mean, he's got another guy in DJ Moore that runs very short to intermediate routes that fits Bridgewater to a T. Yes. I just I see good things when I see Bridgewater in this offense. I just don't know if he's going to be able to put it all together yet. It's, again, we're going to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, so we got the running backs. Not a whole lot to say. I got Josh Jacobs at number two. I think he just scorches the earth because Carolina has no defense anymore as well. 
and I just think Josh Jacobs has a day. This Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this is – I mean, granted, he was a rookie last year, but I would not be surprised if this is going to be the best game of Josh Jacobs' career. I, I think he's just going to absolutely run all over uh, Carolina. Yeah, I, I have him at three. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I, I think that he's going to have a day in a, in a Luke Keekley-less defense. I mean, they, yeah. they seem to have lost everything in these last couple of years that they had as a de- as a feared defense as they were mm-hmm. for so long. I mean, if you were to tell me a couple months ago that Carolina versus Las Vegas would have been would have been a game a fantasy bombshell, I would have been like you're high. But yeah. McCaff- then, uh, you got McCaffrey and you got Jacobs and I you know, I'll I'll beat you to the punch here. I got McCaffrey at 1. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got some guy named Christian McCaffrey as the number one running back this week. I, I mean, there, there's not much you can say about that no. guy. He's fucking, he's phenomenal, golden, and and he's dating a supermodel, and he's handsome and fucking yoked, and the best running back in football. So, and he just got paid. He got that massive contract extension. So, I mean, it's like good for you. Yeah, he's he's yep. definitely number one, and probably will he probably will be for most weeks. Oh yeah, I mean, pending matchup. But he's gonna he's he'll forever, you know, and you can probably even quote me on it this season. He's gonna be a top four running back every week, probably. Yeah. Easy. Uh let's see, on the receiving side, so for Oakland, I'm sorry, Las Vegas, still hard to say. Uh we got Ruggs, Renfro, Edwards. Um you know, I don't love and I don't hate any I hope I mean honestly, I wouldn't really feel comfortable starting any of those guys. No. Um if I had to start somebody, I would probably actually go Brian Edwards because I feel like his route tree is something more that something Derek Carr would be more comfortable with. I, I see him as more of the uh, uh, the Michael Crabtree role a couple of years ago. The the because Henry Ruggs is going to be your deep threat. He's your Amari Cooper, and Edwards is going to be your Michael Crabtree, like your safe and dependable guy. You got Renfro in the slot, who's actually not a bad slot receiver you know he might have some ppr but i would this is this is a wide receiver bunch i would probably stay away from at least until we kind of get a better idea of what the offense looks like i uh, i couldn't agree with you more none of them made my top 25 really even or my sleeper list they're, they're so young still they're so unproven mm-hmm. it's hard for me to jump on that now now i say that and then once the game rolls through and rugs catches you know he goes the Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown role from last year, catches two 50-yard bombs, and people are going to go bonker tits for this kid. Yeah. You know, and, and but most leagues, he got drafted. I mean, it's not like he's going to be undrafted. So he might be some trade bait for most, for anybody that did draft him. But uh, I, I did not see much value in those guys as yeah. of yet. Uh, other side of the ball, we got DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, who is newly acquired, and Curtis Samuel. DJ Moore, I think he has an absolute day. Despite me shitting on uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I think DJ Moore has a good fantasy day. I actually have him as my wide receiver. Well, right now I have him listed at seven, but that would probably change. But he's got, I feel he's going to be a top ten guy. I just he's gonna have a like you said earlier he is what Teddy Bridgewater wants in a wide receiver so especially in PPR scoring I think he's gonna have a great day Um, Robbie Anderson I don't trust him he's a huge boomer bust guy um, just like he was in New York and then Curtis Samuel 
he seems to have kind of regressed a bit, in my opinion. Um, what looked like could have been something better. You know, he's getting a lot of actually negative reports coming out of camp. So we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, so, what, what do you think? Yeah, they're, he's definitely losing some value there, Samuel. I've I've read the same clippings. I guess he's just really he's just shit in the bed down there. I, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Um, but I've got DJ Moore at nine, which again, I guess judging on the uh, the inflation here, right? Of of injuries, he will be going up. You know, I've got Evans in front of him. I've got Galladay in front of him. And at this point, if they're not going. I mean, you're looking at a top five possible yeah, that's, production game from Yeah, this that's kid. why I said thing, things are going to have to change because of the rankings. But that's why I said top ten easily. I just he's you know have he, he's going to have he showed things last year that nobody knew who this kid was. I mean, they mm-hmm. they sort of knew him. I, I, you know, I kind of took a stab at him. I think in like the fifth or sixth round last year, and he panned out. I mean, he, he's a guy that's got talent, and I think he's got a quarterback this year that it will suit him a little bit better. So I see good things. I see big things. Uh, then on the tight end scape, we got Darren Waller, who, you know, especially with no wide receivers, and he was a great tight end last year for fantasy. I got him at tight end five. I think he'll be fine. Um, and then Ian Thomas on the Carolina side. I didn't even rank him because I just I, – I don't – you know, I know that that uh, Teddy might throw to tight ends a lot, but again, kind of hard to tell with with the system and stuff. I, I think he's going to target DJ Moore a lot. I actually have. Uh, I, I actually I did rank Thomas. He's at tight end twenty two. Oh, so I uh, look at you. He did not even come close to making my list. <laughs> uh, I got I got Waller at seven, and but I see, I don't see the same. I don't see the same explosiveness from him this year. I mean, he yeah. caught fire last year. People were going crazy for this kid. And I just don't – I see a regression coming. I don't see him being able to put up those same numbers. I, But, I, you know, again, I have him at seven. And, I, I mean, he'll, he'll make five catches. Now, what he does with those five catches, we'll see. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we got Chicago visiting the Detroit Lions. Um, Mitchell Trubisky was announced as the starting quarterback. <laughs> Why, I, I'm not sure. Um, I actually have Trubisky all the way down as my quarterback 31. I think he's poop. He's not a good quarterback. Um, but I get it. You got to stay pot committed because you drafted him and you traded every draft pick for him, so I kind of get it. Thank but, you, all Niner fans. Yeah, but uh, but you. but garbage poop. Don't don't even own Trubisky. Like, why? Don't even put him on a roster. Even if he throws for seven touchdowns against Detroit, it's only going to happen that one week, and he's going to be shit the entire season until he but, plays Detroit again. Yes, and then when he plays Detroit again, <laughs> yeah. pick him up as a flyer. Yeah, get him as a flyer. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. That's he, da- yeah. He, go ahead. Sorry, he wasn't even close to making my my list. I, I actually, if I go back to my preseason rankings. I ranked all 32 quarterbacks. Check that. I ranked 31 quarterbacks, and then below it in the shit tier is where <laughs> I put good old, uh, good old Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Then Stafford, I think he'll be fine. Um, I think he's going to be in the quarterback two range. I actually have him at 15. Now things, you know, he might actually trend down with Galladay. The news of Galladay possibly being out. 
Um, I just I feel like today it's going to be a heavy run game, like with with a, a mixture of Swift, AP, and and Johnson. Um, but I mean I don't know. Matt, Matt Stafford throws for a million yards every year as long as his back holds up. So I mean he he could have a good game, but Chicago's defense isn't that bad. And with Galladay banged up, I, I think he's kind of a middle of the pack uh, quarterback. Yeah, I've got him at 17, right in, the, right in the middle of the pack. I just feel like, again, and this was with Galladay in the roster when I made these rankings here, I just feel like I, I don't see it against the Chicago defense. The Chicago mm-hmm. defense is, is they're better than just sort of there. They're really good. I mean, you got a guy like Khalil Mack. You got all these secondary guys that are pretty damn good. I just don't see it from Matthew Stafford in this game. I think this year, I think he's probably primed to be a nice little comeback player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, but this game, I mean, if you've got him, if he's your only quarterback, good. But most likely, he's a bench guy. Yes. Uh, let's see. Going to the running backs, you got David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. And then a side note of Ryan Nall and, uh, fuck it, was it Artavis Pierce? Cordell Patterson. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just uh, that's a tough backfield to really judge. Montgomery, he was already pretty low on my rankings, but he's moving down even more with the uh, injury news. Um, I don't even see. Let's see where I even have him. Oh, I didn't even rank David Montgomery because I thought he was going to be out. Um, Yeah, that's uh, in the same boat as me. He didn't make my top 25. But even even, even if he plays... I just don't see it being – I see it being more of a shootout. Yeah. Than, than, at least on their side of the ball. You know, I can see Tariq Cohen making some plays just simply off of being that third down pass catcher back. But uh, Montgomery, I don't I don't see it this week. I, I have Tariq – yeah, I, I have Tariq Cohen. I ranked him at running back 21 because I felt that Detroit has a bad defense – and I thought that David Montgomery wasn't going to play. And so Tariq Cohen would be in the RB2 high-end flex range for me just because of PPR scoring. Um, I think he'll be safe. But, again, you know, Chicago is a team that I do not own very many shares in because I think they're not a very good football team, especially on the offensive side. Um, that's that's really all I can say about the running backs. Same. Uh, let's see. On the Detroit side, we got Carryon Johnson, DeAndre Swift, and Adrian Peterson. Um, you know, it's I have them all ranked pretty low because it's going to be some weird three-headed monster. And until we can get a clear idea of who the guy is, you know, whether when, when Johnson's leg falls off and he can't play the rest of the year, then it's between Swift and Peterson. Um, if I had to start somebody, it would be Carryon Johnson just because of he's the incumbent starter. Uh, Peterson came in late. He's old. You know, I, I don't know how much, you know, he, he, Peterson probably only takes seven to 12 carries if that. So it's, it's more between Johnson and Swift, but with, you know, the weird off season, I just think Johnson comes in as the guy, but it's, again, it's a backfield that I would probably want to avoid just until further clarification. Yes. I would avoid it. Not at all costs, but there's only one guy that would even be worth a spot on the playing field, and, and that's carry on Johnson at this point, and, and a flex at best. Yeah, all right. Moving on, we got the wide receivers. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, 
uh, on the Chicago side. You know, I think Robinson, despite Mitchell Trubisky being a terrible quarterback, I think he actually has a decent day. Again, just because Detroit's defense is terrible. I have Robinson at five um, with upside. Maybe, I mean, who knows? I think he's going to be a top ten guy just because of uh, the matchup. You know, Detroit has nobody. And Anthony Miller, you know, he, he – yeah, again, I don't know. Just don't have – to me, I feel that Chicago players are good trade bait because I think they're going to have some good, sexy games every now and then, and that's where you need to capitalize. Yeah. You know, I personally wouldn't really want to own any of their players. I have Tariq Cohen just because of the way the draft went. <laughs> right. Just kind of right. how it ended up. But, I mean, in terms of just I, – I, you know, I, I'd feel I'd, – I'd be fine with playing <laughs> Robinson this week. I wouldn't want to play Miller just because the the, the boom-bust potential that he has. Um, Robinson's going to be fine this week. But Miller, I would really wouldn't play him. Yeah, I, I would have Robinson. I have him at six right now, probably trending up considering I've got Galladay in front of him. And, and if he ain't going to play, then yeah, he'll make my top five. But I look at Allen Robinson as he might be – he's a guy that has turned shitty quarterbacks. He's been productive with shitty quarterbacks. I mean, look where he was before. He had Blake Bortles throwing in the ball, and he turned him into he had a thousand yards with yeah. Blake fucking Bortles. Yeah, that, and then that's you've true. got you've got Mitchell Trubisky, who might be even worse. That's uh, probably not true, but he's pretty damn close. And now you've got him turning him into you know he can get a thousand yards with these terrible quarterbacks. He would be the only guy that I would say on that roster I'd be confident in all year long. Because I do feel like he's going to throw in some good games for the majority of the season. But yeah. uh, other than that, with, with Miller, he didn't make anything here. Not my top 25, not my sleepers. I don't like him this week. Uh, I think that Robinson's just going to be the guy. When you've got two choices, Robinson or Miller, I think, uh, I think Trubisky's – he may be a shitty quarterback, but he ain't stupid. Yeah. yeah. Then on the other side of the ball, we have – I guess we had Kenny Galladay, maybe. He's a question mark. But, I, I you know, now with the injury news, I, I don't know if you feel comfortable keeping him in your lineup. If he was in your lineup, he was a top uh, – What I, I had him at six. You know, he was a top ten wide receiver this week just because the, the matchup. But just now it's – if he's out, that sucks. So Marvin Jones will get an uptick in the – but I, I had Marvin Jones all the way down in the 40s just because – he seems to get a lot of, you know, he, he's a great run. He's a great wide receiver, but for some reason, just Matt Stafford doesn't really throw to him that much. He um, will get the, uh, he'll get the sneaky touchdowns. That's, that's uh, Marvin Jones MO. I had Galladay at five, but if he's not going to go this week, I mean, obviously you're going to get an uptick in, in Marvin Jones. Uh, that's just what's going to happen. I mean, that's going to how the game flow is going to go. I think uh, let's segue that into the tight ends here because, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, yeah. this guy's going to have a game if Galladay doesn't go. He just almost by default became a top, easily the top target. Well, it's funny because I actually, before all the news, I had Hawkinson at 13, but now he's going to have to move up. He has to, just just because of, of what's going to happen now. Um, right. right. It, it's just, but then on the other side, you got Jimmy Graham, who I just I wouldn't even touch. No. Just, he's he's not the Jimmy Graham of old. Um, People sure love that name, though. They'll keep him around forever. 
And I don't know why people keep drafting him. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the life he's of me, I'll never understand. He's he's waiver wire fodder. I mean, that's I, I don't know why you draft him. Uh, let's see, moving on, we got the Indianapolis Colts facing the Jaguars. I actually like the Colts a lot this week. A lot of their players are just guys I'm obsessed with this week. I think they're going to just completely steamroll the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I actually have Phillip Rivers, the newly acquired Phillip Rivers, who holds a special place in my heart being a, a, a diehard Charger fan like I am. I actually have him at quarterback six this week because Jacksonville has zero defense. Their entire defense is like all rookies, and they traded away just about everybody except for Gardner Minshew. Um, but I, I think Phillip Rivers is going to have an absolute beast of a day. I, uh, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear on that. I just, after the last year of having to deal with, with Rivers, I, I don't trust him. I need to see one game behind this offensive line. And trust me, it's there. The potential is there. You've got an offensive line that might be the best. Not might be. It is the best in football. You're going to be able to protect this guy who needs to stand back there like a statue because he ain't running anywhere. And if you can get him some weapons, you know, those weapons, I, I think T.Y. Hilton will be pretty good. I think that uh, all those other receivers will do him well. But I've, I have him at 20 until proven otherwise. All right, fair enough. Minshew, I'm not even going to talk about him. He's, he, just don't play him. Don't even own him. Don't don't put him on your roster at all. And here I, just, am, I am – Respectfully, sir, going to disagree. Really? Okay. I, I have Gardner Minshew at 19. And wow. the reason I feel that way is he's just got the it factor. He's got the it factor. He's got the mustache. He's got that fucking mustache. It is beautiful. But anyways, <laughs> I, I look at what he has around him. What he has around him, A, number one, shitty defense. In fantasy football, you're, if you're quarterback – is on a team with a shitty defense. Grab him. Love that guy. It's like Tony Romo. He's going to throw the ball 50 times a game, maybe more. And look at his receivers. DJ Chark. Going to have a nice big year, I think. I mean, really just DJ Chark. <laughs> I was going to say, where, where, where are you going gonna, with that? He's going to be the guy. I mean, they've got, a, they've got what's his name, D.D. Westbrook. They've got Conley. I mean, they've got pieces, but when you're going to be throwing that much, I think that it's going to be a good thing. I, yeah, I mean, well, I, who are they going to run with? I got I got Minshew at 28. So I mean, but I just think the matchup's tough this week. It's I not mean, great. Just, the Colts the Colts have a legitimate defense, um, but let's see. So we got timeout. Uh, who, who you're going to go with? So the backfields. We got the Colts. We got Jonathan Taylor, who I am fucking in love with. I'm. Kind of sad that he got drafted by the Colts because of Marlon Mack. Um, and Naeem Hines in, in a – I just think Naeem Hines is a non-factor this week because he's more of your third-down pass-catching back, and I just don't see an, a situation where that's going to be needed. So it's going to basically be split up between Mack and Taylor. Um, you know, if Taylor went to just any other running back needy team, he – you know, I, I think I, – I, I was in love with him. Uh, coming out of college he was actually my favorite running back coming out you know just seeing him at wisconsin just feasting all the time but yeah he, he was know. by far and away the best one coming out this year yeah yeah but I, you know that's that's fine he, but he, i mean if, if mac was gone he'd be in the perfect situation the best mac offensive gone, line in football and i think that it's gonna be that way i think that in in short order the cream always rises right i said that earlier 
Mm-hmm. He's the cream. Marlon Mack is good, but he ain't Jonathan Taylor good. Jonathan Taylor, with this offensive line, is going to take over games. Yeah, 100%. But that, but because of this week, because of the unknown uh, situations and stuff like that, I actually have Mack above Taylor. Not by much. I have Marlon Mack as my running back 22 and Jonathan Taylor at 25. Because I just think the game script, they're just going to run all over Jacksonville, I feel. And, um, but it just right now I have them both as running back twos just because they're going to be splitting the workload, I feel. And so it's kind of hard to, you know, I, I want to see what, where, what direction they're going with the offense first. Um, now I have to play Jonathan Taylor in a league, uh, but you know, I mean, you could do worse. I, I think, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Jonathan Taylor has a touchdown. No, I wouldn't be shocked either. Now, and I have Jonathan Taylor at 20 Yeah, on my list. Marlon Mack made my made my watch list. I just yeah. I feel like Taylor is going to show relatively early, and I think he would have had we had preseason. I yeah, think people probably. would have seen him for what he is, which is a superstar in the making. I mean, I I compared this guy to like Zeke when he came out to Saquon Barkley. This is I compared him to these guys when I watched him in college. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, th- these are guys that are easy. He is going to be the next guy. So then on the uh, on the other side of the ball, you got Jacksonville's running backs. You got Chris Thompson and James Robinson and Darway Agumbanwale. Um, now James Robinson's listed as the starter, but I don't think that really means much, um, just because they're going to be playing from behind a lot. So Chris Thompson's going to get most of the workload. If he stays healthy, I think he's pretty safe as a flex option in PPR leagues. Um, and, and then Darway Agumbunwale, I wouldn't quite trust him yet just because he just got there a couple days ago. Um, he might get a little bit of work, but it's going to basically be the Chris Thompson show. Um, if you have to play him as a flex, you could do worse as a flex option. But I, I you know, just because of game script, I think he's going to get a lot of work. Yes, Chris Thompson game script alone is the only reason he should be on the flex. No right. other running back. I, I could care less about Jacksonville's backfield. I, I think it's abysmal. Oh, it's um, it's terrible. It's it's easily the worst in my lifetime that's ever been. Yeah, and then uh, let's see. We got the receivers on the Indianapolis side. We got T.Y. Hilton health coming in healthy and strong. Michael Pittman, the big rookie um, out of uh, South Carolina, who I absolutely love. He's 6'4", 220. Got guy's just amazing uh and we got paris campbell who's actually healthy um coming in strong one of the fastest guys in the league um i i just think they're gonna all have a field day um now i probably wouldn't play campbell maybe if you had to in like a ppr kind of dire situation i think Pittman and ty hilton are pretty safe i got ty hilton all the way as my wide receiver 19 i think he has a pretty good game um Michael uh, Pittman's going to be somewhere around there too, uh, just because of I, I think him and Philip Rivers are going to fall in love with each other. But it's just, yeah, you know, I, I think I think the problem there's a lot of mouths to feed. You know, you got Jack Doyle as well. So just uh, other than T. Y. Hilton, T. Y. Hilton, I'd, I'd feel comfortable playing. The other guys, I'd kind of have a little bit of pause on. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I have T. Y. Hilton as my twenty fourth. Um, he, like I said, he made my top 25. He, 
I again, he's one that it's like I want to see the connection before I buy in. Yeah, I need to see it. I need to see it with my own two eyes. On the other side of the ball, we got DJ Chark, Chris Conley, Laviscus Chenault, who you're super high on, yeah. and we got DD Westbrook. Um, you know, I just I feel that they're going to be good because they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. So DJ Chark, I have him in the mid twenties, so I think he'll be okay. Um, Chris Conley, I wouldn't recommend playing him. I just he he's an okay wide receiver. Laviscus Chenault, to me, he's more of a stash right now versus a let's start him right now to see what he does. Agreed. Um, but outside of DJ Chark, I wouldn't really recommend playing any of the wide receivers. You know, I'm sure again, game script's going to call for a lot of throwing, but you know, DJ Chark's the guy. Um, you just kind of want to see what happens from there. Yeah, yeah. I got DJ Chark at 14. Uh, I just see a, a connection with Minshew already. You saw that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, Lavishka all day, baby. I love him. But seriously, don't start him this week. You should stash <laughs> him, check it out. But look out for this kid because he's special. Yeah. Okay, we got the tight ends. We got Jack Doyle. Um, I got him down at the 11 because I just I think he's going to have a good game. You know, uh, historically speaking, Philip Rivers has loved tight ends. Jack Doyle is actually a good tight end. People just kind of forget it because he's not he's not like a sexy play. But I, I think he's going to actually be OK this year. Um, it, it's just I, I think he's going to have a good game. So I got him as a you know, you could you can start him with uh, comfort being comfortable starting him. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like really either of these tight ends very much. Yeah, well, Tyler Eifert is now on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got him all the way down at 23. I wouldn't really trust him much just because of health. And Listen, if he can I'm, stay healthy, if he proves that he can stay healthy for four weeks, I might pick him up. Yeah. Because they're going to be they're gonna be throwing the ball an ass load, so you might as well – you might as well take a chance on the kid if he can stay healthy. But it's, yeah. kinda, it's his M.O. to get hurt. And then, uh, you know, I know you don't like talking about defenses, but I got the Indianapolis Colts as the number two defense in fantasy this week. I just think because of the matchup, they're going to just steamroll uh, Jacksonville. So well, I think when you're playing the worst offense in, in the history of the league, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. I mean, that's an okay. easy, it's an easy play. There you go. Moving on, we got Green Bay going to Minnesota. Um, Aaron Rodgers still a stud. I got him at quarterback seven. I just he's hard to, you know, you can't you can never rule Aaron Rodgers out. I mean, he's been good his entire career. So, yeah, I got Rodgers at uh, at fifteen. I mean, he's still gonna he's still gonna put up numbers. This is the first time anybody's been able to get him outside of the top three rounds. I mean, yeah. and, and and I don't really know why, because nothing much has changed. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, nothing I mean, much has changed. It's crazy because he's last year he was the quarterback nine. In twenty eighteen he was seven. Twenty seventeen he's got hurts so that didn't really count, but he was the number one quarterback, number seven, number two, twenty four, but he was hurt two two one one. So I mean, this guy is just a baller. He you know can't can't rule him out. Other side we got Kirk Cousins. I don't like Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kind of like I hinted at it earlier. I don't even think he's a backup quarterback in the NFL, really. Or, you know, or, no, I take that back. He is a backup quarterback. He just happens to be on the starting quarterback on a team that paid him a ton of money, which fucked the franchise 
for the next foreseeable future because all of their money went to uh, Kirk Cousins. I have him at quarterback 18. Um, again, to me, Kirk Cousins isn't worth rostering. Now, maybe if you're in like a two-quarterback league or something, but I mean, I just I don't like him, especially with, when you lo- when you lose Stephon Diggs. Granted, you added Justin Jefferson, but, I mean, you basically traded to Stephon Diggs for Justin Jefferson. I feel like the offense got worse. So, Agreed. I mean, I just – he's hard to trust. Agreed. You know, the offense, it, you lost a key component, and you didn't really refill it with much of anything. I, I got him at 23, quarterback 23. Yeah. I and and that. that's not going to move much, you know, from there at all. I just don't see it. He, he'll hook up with Thielen. They've got a connection. But other than that, I don't. I just don't see it. It's going to be the Cook show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Running backs. You got Aaron Jones. Guys, a, he's a legit stud. I got him at running back eleven. Um, I actually might. You know, he. I, I would say eleven with upside. He's definitely a running back one. I mean, the guy's proven to be uh, an absolute monster. I know they drafted um, AJ Dillon, but I just don't see him taking a lot away from him maybe maybe he'll be like the michael tolbert kind of role where he's going to vulture him at the one yard line but i mean it's aaron jones's backfield and that's it yeah i got i got aaron jones at eight and i don't think any of those other two guys sniff this starting role the fact that they're talking about re-signing him which i wasn't expecting but they're talking about restructuring this deal giving him that giving him another contract and when you talk about that, I mean that just shows that he's—they think he's the guy. Yeah. So uh, I see, I on, see big things. On the other side, you got Dalvin Cook. He's my running back four this week. I mean, there's nothing to say. About, I mean, assuming he shows up, which I, I don't know why he wouldn't. He said he's ready for the full workload and not paying attention to the contract right now. He's gonna have his agents worry about that. But I mean, he's a monster. He's gonna be good. He's always good. Uh, you know, it's Dalvin Cook. It's his team. The, exactly. the offense runs through him. Exactly. I got him at four also. If I, there's nothing else I could even say. You, you nailed that, it. It's yeah. he's the be- He is the best option on that offense. Uh, Green Bay receivers, you got Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. I got Adams at number two. I think he's going to – you know, it's Devontae Adams. He's always good. Um, the other guys, I don't really trust them. I know Alan Lazard is technically the wide receiver two, and historically speaking – Aaron Rodgers is able to give fantasy relevance to two wide receivers, but Lazard did absolutely nothing last year. And, you know, MVS did absolutely nothing last year. So we'll see what happens. Um, I would, I would definitely stash both of those guys. I wouldn't play either of them. Um, But that's just how I feel about that. I I agree with you. I've got him at four. I've got Devontae Adams at four and the other two. Their stashes. Their net, I don't see them having great fantasy production. I know people were hot on Valdez Scandling uh, a couple years ago. He kid just doesn't produce. Same with Lazard. Yeah. They just yeah. aren't. They just aren't that talented. They're good big bodies. They can run, but they're not Devontae Adams. I mean, they're not. They're not weapons that can be used long term. Yeah. Uh, for the Vikings, Adam Thielen. I got him at wide receiver four. I mean, the guy he produces. Kirk Cousins loves him. Uh, Stephon Diggs is gone, so it's going to basically just be the Adam Thielen show in terms of the passing game. I think he's pretty safe. Justin Jefferson, the rookie, um, he's been kind of banged up. So, 
and they're talking about this BC Johnson, whatever the hell that is. He's the number two wide receiver. But I just outside of Thielen, I Jefferson to me is a stash. Johnson might be a, a super deep league stash. But I mean, outside of Thielen, I wouldn't really want any of the passing options. Yeah, Thielen is just about the only guy I'd be interested in. I've got him at wide receiver eight this week. It's going to be his show. It's his receiving core. He's going to be the one that it's going to run through him. You know, if they're going to throw the ball, it's going to have to be to him. The only other other person would be Irv Smith, segueing into tight ends here. I have him at, uh, at 16. And it's and I only did fifteen. Like I added them right now. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I got. I don't like many of many of the uh, Minnesota tight ends. I I got Irv Smith in the twenties just because Kirk Cousins doesn't throw to tight ends. He doesn't. And then the Green Bay tight ends, either if it's Sternberger or I think it's Sternberger. I just I don't know. It doesn't matter. They don't even I, have one at this point. I know Sternberger was who everybody thought, but they named somebody some other. Yeah, and then like outside of Jermichael Fin, outside of Jermichael Finley, like ten years ago, uh, Rogers hasn't liked any tight ends since. Yeah. yeah. So moving on, we got New England. I'm sorry, we got Miami going to New England. We got Fitzmagic starting. Um, he actually torched the Patriots last year, but I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, I have him at my quarterback twenty five. I mean, I know a lot of the New England defense held out because of COVID, but I just – I don't think their team got that much – I don't think they got any better. Um, you know, Bill Belichick's been scheming this entire offseason. I just don't think Fitzmagic is going to be magical in week one. I I, I don't want to say I don't think he's going to be magic because I made a comment earlier that I, I think he, for the first three weeks, will be pretty good. I don't know if he's going to be quite as magical as he was in Tampa Bay, but uh, but I think he's going to be able to put some put some games together. I have him as one of my to watch list quarterbacks. Yeah, I think they'll be down. I think that they're going to be throwing, and I think that Devontae Parker has proven to be pretty great when it comes to being that type of guy, garbage time guy. Yeah, uh, we got Cam Newton on the other side. You know, I actually I love Cam Newton, and I love him against Miami. I actually have him as my quarterback nine, which sounds crazy, which I actually might be a little high on him. I might lower him a little bit, but I just, you know, Bill Belichick has never had a quarterback this athletic. Cam Newton's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. He signed for like a million dollars, you know, so he's going to want to show people that he's still the fucking guy, and I think he's just going to absolutely ball out, even though they have just Edelman as a receiver. I think – I think he's going to be fine. I uh, I agree with you, and I'm not too far off. I have him at quarterback 13. I see big things also. I love the fact that he's linked up with Bilicek, and I'm hoping that it works out. You know, this is a guy that is finally healthy, it seems. All he needs to do is kind of get back into the groove, and, and who better to do that with than Bilicek? Yeah. Uh, let's see. we got the running backs. we got Jordan Howard and Matt Burrito. Um Jordan Howard, it's just he's technically the starter. Burita has a similar skill set. He just might be a little bit better at catching. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to play either of the guys. I got Howard at 26, and I got Burita at 43. Um, 
it's just it's tough because I think they're going to be splitting the the backfield a lot, and it's just New England still has a good defense. So I just you know, uh, yeah. In in your situations, I hope you have other running backs to choose between Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. Yeah. Um, just until you see a, a more clear uh, who's who's the head of the backfield. But just, yeah, Matt Breda and Jordan Howard are almost the closest thing to a 50-50 backfield in the league. Which yeah. is, it just sucks because as a Niner fan, I love Breda. I thought Breda was the man last year. Yeah, he got banged up. He got hurt. He got beat out towards the end by Moistert and, and Tavin. But this guy's got a special gear that he can hit. I, oh, I guess I look at them and I see Breda. I see Breda as the ceiling, and I see Howard as the floor. Well, there's even been talks that uh, Breda could play wide receiver because they don't have, outside of Parker, they don't have a lot of options. And he's so talented with the ball in his hand, especially if you can get him out in space. Yeah. Um, he's a very talented player. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I just, I you know, either guy I'm not fond of this week. I, I wouldn't really feel comfortable playing either of them. Yeah, um, I, the, I agree with you. On the other side of the ball, we got, and I have said this for years, I want zero New England Patriot running backs. It's too hard to predict what's going to happen because we got a weird combination of James White, Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead. Uh, Damien Harris is on the IR right now, but – you know he'll be back eventually. I mean, I guess if you had to play somebody, James White is good because um, he's to me he's going to be kind of like a poor man's Christian McCaffrey. And you know Cam Newton historically loved Christian McCaffrey, which I mean again who didn't? Um, but I just think that James White might be safe. Sony Michelle, I just I I wouldn't want to own him. Rex Burkhead, I don't want to own him. It's just uh, it, it's just kind of a messy backfield. It's it's been one of the things that like you just said that I've thought about for years as well. Why put yourself in that situation where you don't know who to play every week? It, you could be a fumble away from, like, Stephen Ridley. You guys remember that guy? Yeah. The guy was an, a stud, and he fumbled, and it's like, he, he, where did he go? I think Bill Belichick murdered him. I think that's what happened. <laughs> but I, I guess I look at, I guess, I guess James White would be the only guy I'd be interested in because most of these guys – they're gonna they're gonna eat each other's carries. They're gonna eat each other's yards, and the one underlying factor to all of it is that on the goal line, who's scoring the touchdowns? It ain't gonna be a running back. It's gonna be Cam Newton. That's a, Cam Newton is actually the best goal line running back historically speaking. Yeah. He's he has the most efficient. He's like the most efficient uh, running back of all time in in the goal line. So I mean I just. I, you know, play James White in a PPR league, but outside of that, don't don't put yourself through that heartache. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers, we've got Devontae Parker. Preston Williams might be healthy um, for the Miami side. I think Parker has some huge upside. I actually have him right now at wide receiver 20 with upside um, just because he's the only receiver they have. Williams, I – let's see, where do I have Williams? I have Preston Williams. I think he's in the 40s. Yeah, he's in the 40s. With upside, you know, it's just uh, it's a tough matchup, and he's been kind of banged up. But um, I mean, he was he was balling out with with Fitzpatrick last year before his ACL tour. So I mean, he could have some upside. But again, Williams to me is more of a stash. You could play Parker. Um, I think he'll be fine. 
Yeah, I, I like Parker. He, he's really kind of the only one I like, but he's going to be getting a lot of Gilmore, and that, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, and then um, on the New England side, we got Julian Edelman, uh, Nikhil Harry, but I think he's hurt. He's questionable. Um, you got some guy named uh, Demir Bird, uh, Jacoby Myers. So, I mean, it, it's tough to say. Edelman will be fine. Um, I actually have Edelman. Where are you? I have Edelman at 17. I think he'll be fine, especially in PPR formats. He'll be fine. But uh, outside of uh, Edelman, I wouldn't really play anyone else. No. I, they're such a weird team. It's like their best wide receivers are running back. Their best running back's a quarterback. It's, I don't know. I'm hoping yeah. that they can put it together, but we'll see. Yeah, and then uh, tight ends, you got Mike Gusecki. I actually have him at tight end eight because, again, we talked about there's no wide receivers in Miami, so I think that Gusecki gets involved a lot. They they actually like to use him as a, a slot uh, receiver a lot because he's just – he's massive. He's 6'6", 250. I mean, he's fucking huge. And so no, no linebacker can cover him because he's faster, and then he's bigger than every cornerback. So, I mean, it's just – it makes sense. Um, I actually like him this week. Uh, yeah. If you uh, if you had to play him, I, I've got him at uh, I've got him at looks like seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. I, I mean, he could be a guy that can get it done. It's I just have such a hard time looking at anybody other than Devontae Parker as a threat in that yeah, in that yeah. receiving core and pass catching offense. Now, when I take you to the other side, I love Devin Ossie Ossie. Oh I yeah, think the guy is going to be a stud. I hope that he uh, I hope that he gets some love right off the get. But uh I mean Bilichek knows his way around tight ends. I mean that's I mean he 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 uh, drafted Gronk and he drafted Hernandez which was a killer pick. <laughs> and uh you know it's just Ozzy Ozzy 63260 coming out of UC. I loved him at UCLA. I thought yeah, he was he's fantastic. Stud. And uh he's the only tight end in town so I mean he could be something huge. I, I wouldn't recommend playing him this week. He, to me, he's more of a stash right now just to kind of see what you have, especially because yeah. for some reason a lot of rookie tight ends don't seem to fare well in the NFL. It usually takes them a year or two to figure it out. Yeah, you just got to watch him. Just keep your yeah, eye Yeah, I mean, I, I have Ozzy Ozzy in Dynasty, and I couldn't be more thrilled about that. Yeah. I mean, it's just I, I think he's a deep, deep stash. But who knows? He could show some um, – you know some some fantasy relevance during the during this early part of the season, especially because Cam Newton has historically used tight ends in the past. Yeah. All right. Next, we got Philadelphia Eagles going to the Washington Football Team, which still sounds weird to say. But I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to call them the Redskins. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Carson Wentz. I got him at quarterback eight, but I think I might move him down because their team is just all sorts of banged up. Um, before all the injuries, I actually had him pretty high because I thought Washington doesn't have a very good defense other than Chase Young. Um, but now that the Philadelphia has a banged-up offensive line, banged-up running backs, and banged-up wide receivers, I, I'm going to have to move him down. Yeah, I've got him at 11, and I'm thinking about moving him down as well. I just, man, I don't know what they're doing at practice. Do they just, like, carry knives? I don't get it. <laughs> they're hurting each other. They should stop doing that. Yeah, definitely. Um we got Dwayne Haskins, who I think shouldn't even be in the NFL. He's actually my quarterback, 32. Um, don't roster him at all, at least until otherwise. I, You know, they clearly swung and missed with him. 
I mean, let's put it this way. Dwayne Haskins last year was the fantasy quarterback 36, and there's only 32 football teams. Solid. So let's just leave it at that. Uh, Next, running backs, you got Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Corey Clement. Sanders is banged up. You know, if he was healthy, I was huge on Sanders. I thought Sanders would have been a top uh, 15 or so running back, but I'm going to have to move him down now because of that. So Boston Scott's going to be getting – uh, a little bit of uptick because he's the backup running back. But uh, you know what? Boston Scott, to me, would be more of a bench stash because if Sanders is hurt, then you got your running back. Corey Clement, I wouldn't even pick him up. Uh, but that sucks because Sanders was taken in the late first, early second round, and now if he's not going to play, that kind of screws over your team. Yeah, and even yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation. you really got to monitor that tonight and tomorrow or tomorrow and, uh, and Sunday morning. As best you can, because if he plays, I, you know, I had him at running back 15 this week, and and I just don't know if he's going to play or not. I mean, if he plays, is he, he's not going to be that good, though. He's got a hammy. Yeah. You, you just never the soft know. tissue, soft tissue, especially the hamstring for a running back, that's like the most important leg muscle they have. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that's kind of tough. On the other side, you got Antonio Gibson, Peyton Barber. Um, I wouldn't play either of these guys. Um, I, I just think the offense is a total mess right now. I have Gibson all the way down at 27. I didn't even rank Barber because why would I? <laughs> um, but it's just I feel like if, if – I mean, if those are your options, that sucks. Yeah. Because uh, that's just – that's not fun. It's, I, I don't, it's definitely I don't, rough. I don't, I don't envy that at all. Yeah, um, I, got, uh, I got Antonio Gibson at 25 and, and – I don't, I don't know if I like that. I should have put him as kind of one of my watch list guys because, to be honest with you, I'm going to go full Muhammad Ali and I'm going to stay on the outside and just sort of jab this one and watch it. I just want go. to watch what happens. And uh, if, if it's if it's Antonio Gibson, cool. You know, I may who knows you can make a trade for him or whatever. But I, I'm not I'm not ready to start this guy if I don't have to. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers, you got Deshaun Jackson. Uh, JJR Sega Whiteside, Greg Ward, Jalen Rager. But with Jeffrey out, Rager banged up. Jackson seems to be the only wide receiver that you can play. But even then, I don't like him that much because he's old, he's injured. And, um, you know, just it's hard to trust. Boom and bust guy. I got him at 28. So, I mean, if you have to play him, you can. I'd rather not. But, you know, there's that. Because clear the offense, you know the passing options. It's going to go Ertz, Goddard, and then Jackson. But we'll get into tight ends here in a minute. But I just right. I, I mean, I've got Jackson as one of my as one of my watch list guys. Here's a guy like like Hollywood Brown, except he's thirty five. Yeah, he's gonna get. He's your deep ball guy, and that's that's it. That's all you're getting out of him. Now that all that being said, I can see him having a good game against Washington because there's no love lost. Right, he's played for both of these franchises. Mm-hmm. I can see him putting out, you know, a nice showing. But again, he did that last year. He put out a nice showing and then got hurt for the rest of the year because he played he's so three, old played three and games. Put out a nice showing. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, we got uh, scary Terry McLaurin. We got Steve Sims. That's really about it. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin, very talented guy, just shitty situation. But because of volume play, you're just going to have to keep throwing the ball to him. I got him at 23. 
Um, I hope he's not your wide receiver one on your team, more of a wide receiver two. But, uh, you know, he, he, he's he got upside. You, you know, the guy, he was the 29th uh best wide receiver in fantasy last year you know had 900 yards and seven touchdowns so i mean he's got some upside but just dwayne haskins is just such a bad quarterback it it, it hurts him unbelievable uh I, I guess i just look at at mclaurin and haskins because they went to the same college i mean it's one of those things where they've got chemistry and i'm hoping that McLaurin can kind of get it done. I have him rated at quarter at wide receiver sixteen. Wow! All right. Uh, I but I think he's going to be getting a lot of Darius Slay, which yeah. which makes me very uncomfortable. Uh, that is until Slay gets hurt by one of the wide receivers carrying a uh, a mace. You know mm-hmm. I, who knows? But I have him at sixteen, and I think that uh, I think he can put together a thousand yard year and, and yeah. at least double digit touchdowns. Um, let's see. I got so for tight ends, got Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, the or also known as passing option one and two for the Philadelphia Eagles. I got Ertz as my tight end three, and I have Goddard as my tight end twelve. I just I think you can play both of them. I mean, it's just who, who are you going to throw to? Yeah, exactly. I got Ertz at three, and I've got Goddard. I've got Goddard just outside my uh, my top eighteen. I just. Then on uh, the- but again, it's a viable option. It's yeah. a viable on, option. On the Washington side, you got Logan Thomas. He's my tight end thirty-two. So I mean, it's just don't Ooh. even bother. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Next, we got Chargers going to Cincinnati. You got Ty God Taylor on the Chargers side. I actually think he has a decent game, um, but you know, I want to see a little more from him. I got him as my quarterback nineteen. So to me, he'd be a uh, you know, maybe a bench stash, but for for the most part, you could just leave him on the on on waivers for now, just to kind of see what what comes out of it. Yeah. But um, you know, but I, I'm excited to see Tyrod Taylor take over. You know, people forget he's gotten Buffalo to the playoffs when they've been a shitty shitty team. Um, so there's that. Yeah, I, I I look at him. He made my top twenty-five. I mean, he's got good receivers. Keenan Allen. I know Mike Williams always banged up. Hunter Henry, he's, good. he's got weapons. Eckler makes catches out of the backfield. I see the offense moving. And, again, they've lost so much on defense. You know, with Derwin James, and I know that's one guy. But Derwin yeah, but he James was, he was essentially was their defense. the guy, yeah. and they lost him again. It's, it's heartbreaking to me because I love the kid. I just, you know, I wish that – I look at them as saying, well, is that a bad defense now? And I know Bose is still there. It might be oh, worth Melvin looking Ingram. into. Yeah. It might be worth looking into Tyrod Taylor because I love quarterbacks that match with defenses that are going to let up points. Yeah. Well, then uh, we got Joe Burrow on the other side. I kind of want to see it. I actually have him ranked as my quarterback thirty, which might be a little bit low because I know he had the best um, college football season last year. But again, kind of want to see it. Um, you know, AJ Green's allegedly healthy. Tyler Boyd's a good receiver. Finally practiced in full for the first time in like three years today. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the offense is Joe Mixon's offense. So, I mean, I just – I don't think – plus, you know, a rookie quarterback, he was a number one overall pick, so he's got a lot to prove. But the Chargers, you know, they got Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on their defensive line, so they have a legit defensive line. The Cincinnati offensive line is garbage. 
So, I mean, Joe Burrow's going to see a lot of uh, pressure and early and often. So we'll see what kind of game he has. Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've got him at uh, quarterback 21. I think yeah. that he's got so many weapons that people forget. Like, what people stop talking about Auden Tate. The guys that are running their fourths, and he's, a, he, in my opinion, an NFL starter. I mean, they've got guys on this roster that if they pan out, if they play the way they're supposed to, uh, John Ross, I'm talking to you, <sighs> you know, if you play to your potential, this offense can go. This offense will have some giddy up and go, and it all depends on their offensive line. Definitely. Uh, let's see, we've got the running backs, Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly. Um, Austin Eckler, I would have had him higher, but because I actually like Josh Kelly a lot, um, I actually have Eckler at my running back 13 because he just, you know, he was the, he was fantasy gold last year because you got him late in drafts and he was the running back four. I mean, he's just, because he can catch, he can run. They just paid him a lot of money. A lot of times I feel that you got to follow the money. Um, on, but I mean, he caught 92 balls last year for eight touchdowns. I mean that's that's nothing to sneeze at. So I I think Eckler's gonna have he's gonna be fine. Um, I actually didn't rank Jackson or Kelly just because to me they're again just stash and hold them. I feel both guys should be rostered just because the way the you know Eckler is a, a little bit of a smaller guy. Um, now they do say that pound for pound he's probably the strongest guy in the NFL because the way that he's just an athletic freak. But you know again smaller guy. I don't see him handling 300 carries a year. He's right. not that guy. Right. So. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Eckler at RB 11. I think that uh, I think he's going to put a nice game together against Cincinnati. It does make me nervous. All these experts that I listen to that are saying, you know, hey, who knows what's going to happen between Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. Right, it's either one of them is going to get that secondary role that gets a majority of the carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I don't like the way that sounds for Eckler's output, but again, you made that comment. You got to follow the money, and they just paid Eckler. Yeah, when you they pay let, a man, when you pay a man, you better play a man. Yeah, and they they let Melvin Gordon go, and they paid him money, so he's going to be an RB one. You know, just uh, but on the other side, we got Joe Mixon. Uh, if he can stay healthy, another very, very talented man. I have him as my running back 12 right above Austin Eckler. I think he's going to have a good game. Chargers defense, they have a good defensive line, but their linebacking core is a little bit weak. And then with Derwin James out. So if Joe Mixon get to the second level, he's going to have a good game. Um, I, I, I think he's just – he's going to be good. He's, it's, yeah. it's Joe Mixon. You know, he's good. Yeah, I've got him at RB5. I think he's yeah. coming out of this season with a bang, and he's going to show everybody, uh, I guess, what the hell is up after last year's little debacle. It wasn't very good, but at the end of the year, he started to put it together, and I think he's going to just continue building off of that. Yeah. Then uh, on the receiver side, we got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, who's probably not going to play. Um, we got rookie Joe Reed. He's He's the new guy. And we got another rookie. Uh, I'm sorry, he played one year last year, but he didn't really play. He was targeted twice. Uh, Jalen uh, Guiton, Gutton, whatever the fuck. But Keenan Allen's yeah. going to be fine. He, I think Keenan Allen's going to have a good game. I actually had him at uh, wide receiver nine, but I might actually move him up because with the Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay news, I might move him up. 
But, I mean, I just – I think Keenan Allen's going to just feast. I mean, Cincinnati doesn't have a good defense, and he's the only receiver in town. So, I think Keenan Allen's fine. Yep. And uh, they just paid him. They just gave him exactly. money, too. Exactly. They're, they're working on the extension. I have him at, at a wide receiver 13, and I just think he's – when you're the only option in town, I mean, it's a good option. Yeah. And then uh, on the other side, you got Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, John Ross, rookie T. Higgins – Auden Tate. They have a lot of weapons. Um, it's just, again, Joe Burrow, I got to see it to believe it. Now, granted, I did say that about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and he looked like a fucking monster yeah, last tell night. Me about it. But um, let's see. I got, especially since I'm so low on uh, Joe Burrow, I got Tyler Boyd all the way at wide receiver 44. Um, I didn't even rank A.J. Green. Oh, no, I'm sorry. A.J. Green's right here, 47. Um, I didn't rank John Ross. I just it, I just I gotta see it, and I I just feel that Cincinnati's gonna be pressured. I'm sorry, Burrow's gonna be pressured often. It's just gonna be tough. But uh, yeah, you know, after, who, who knows? After last year, I, I just sort of look at this offense. Right, they they couldn't put it together. They were in the sweepstakes for the Tua sweepstakes, right? Is what everybody called it, except he didn't go Ta- number one. Tank tank for Tua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. I guess I look at it as as Joe Burrow. I'm going to take the central hub because there's so many weapons on this offense that may or may not be legitimate, but there are weapons. I'm going to take the guy that spoke of the wheel, and I'm going to take Burrow over, I guess, any of the wide receivers if I was going to make a play. Do you mean Boyd? No, no, Burrow. I'm going to take the quarterback (laughs) more than any of the wide receivers. None of them made my top 25. But I think that they're talented enough to make a guy like Burrow a startable NFL quarterback. Oh, there you go. Uh, We got tight ends. Or should I just say tight end? Because, you know, C.J. Uzoma, you're not going to play him. Yes, thank you for saying uh, that. Yeah, I like like Hunter Henry this week. Because, again, with Mike Williams being out, you know, again, kind of you're talking about only guy in town. He's the the option, too. I got him at tight end six. I think he's going to have a good game. I agree. I've got him at tight end five. Yeah. So, all right. Let's see. Moving on. We got the uh, Tampa Bay Patriots taking on the New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, the elder statesman quarterbacks. Tom Brady, I, I like him a lot, just especially with the weapons that he got. But now that hearing that his weapons are kind of banged up, I actually have him somewhere around quarterback 15 to 17 somewhere in there i think he's gonna be a middle of the pack quarterback because uh i just i don't know i i new orleans has a very good defense yeah and uh i know they got a lot of weapons but now with uh mike evans banged up so you just got chris godwin and you got gronk and oj howard and stuff which is nice but i just don't see a lot of weapons there so i i think it's gonna be i wouldn't be surprised if this is actually a low scoring game um Especially because they both have Buccaneers and the Saints both have pretty good defenses. Yes, they do. So. I, I have Brady at QB twelve, and this was again pri- This was pre Mike Evans news. I feel losing him will definitely hurt, but there's a lot of good news coming out of this camp with you know surrounding Brady as the arm looks better than ever. He just it's like he's somehow getting younger with age. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He's getting more athletic the older he is. Yeah, can't uh, quite Drew explain Brees. that, but Drew Brees, I think he's still a monster. Um, I actually have him at quarterback twelve this week. 
you know, his team's healthy. They added Manny Sanders. I, I think he's going to have a good day. So I got him at 12. Yeah, I got Drew Brees at QB6. I mean, I just think that – I think where the strength of Tampa Bay's defense lies is in the front seven. And I think if you could pick up some, some of those blitzes, you know, that one linebacker that they've got that's kind of a stud, um, Bar, Barnett, Barlett, whatever his name mm-hmm. is. I've, you got Michael Thomas. You can't yeah. go wrong with Michael Thomas. You can't go wrong with these weapons. Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, they've got these weapons that that are going to be good for a guy like Drew Brees, at least for one year. Because <laughs> yeah. I think he'll uh, be done after this one. On the running back side, we got Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy on Tampa Bay. Um, I actually wouldn't trust any of these guys. Nope. Um, I have... I mean, if people really want to know, I actually have Ronald Jones at running back 30. So he's kind of like a flex option because he's technically the starter. But I think Fournette's going to eat into the carries until eventually he actually wins the starting job, which will probably be next week. Yes. Um, LaShawn McCoy is just a name now at this point in time in his career. I'm surprised he's not cut. I thought he'd be cut, yeah. Yeah. You know, the fact they cut Agumba Wale, I would have cut McCoy before him. Absolutely. I mean, you know, they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn this year, who's I, – I think he's going to be their future because I, I think that – I think Ronald Jones is going to be gone after this season because this is last year of his deal. And then uh, Fournette's not going to stay. I mean, unless maybe they happen to win a Super Bowl or something. But I think Keyshawn Vaughn's their future. He's actually a really good um, running back, but we'll see what happens. You know, he's running all over the place in Vanderbilt. But, you know, this is a backfield that I would completely avoid until further – I mean, just stash the. I would stash, stash Ronald Jones because he's technically the starter. Stash Fournette because he will be the starter, and then Keyshawn Vaughn. Keep him on the waiver wire unless you're in dynasty. Just put him on your bench and just wait for two, three years. Let it age like a uh, fine wine. Agreed. Uh, on the other side, we got Alvin Kamara. I have him at my running back. Where was he? Five. So I mean, he's he's yeah. good. It's it's Alvin Kamara. He's yeah. gonna be fine. I got him at, at RB seven, and I mean you, you know what you're getting with Kamara. It's 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 a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the wide receivers, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scott Miller, uh, Scotty, yeah, Justin Watson. But looks like Evans might be out, so I'm gonna have to either lower him or completely get him out of my rankings. But I had Godwin at my wide receiver thirteen. I think he's gonna be fine. Uh, he, he, Godwin is similar to Julian Edelman, but better. So, I mean, in terms of just athleticism. So I think he's going to, I think he'll be good. I mean, he was the number two wide receiver last year. Um, although losing Evans actually hurts him. So I might actually end up having to move Godwin down just because, you know, you, you need to have that. Cause you know, who do you double cover then? Do you double cover Godwin or Evans? You know, who do you want to exactly. have beat you? Exactly. So then Miller and Watson just, don't waste roster spots with those guys. Just don't. Unless you're in a dynasty, then jump all over them. Well, dynasty is something different. Dynasty holds diff- a you know, That's entirely its own thing. But uh, I've got Evans at seven, and I got Godwin at ten. Again, probably dropping both. Evans is doubtful. Godwin, though, you know, you, you nailed it on the head. He's a more athletic Edelman, bigger Edelman. I think Breeze, uh, excuse me, I think Brady will find great success with him long term. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not sure what they're going to do with Evans out if they move Godwin outside and maybe move Scotty Miller into that slot position. I, I, that's yet to be seen. We'll, we'll find out on Sunday. Yeah. Um, then on the New Orleans side, we got Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Michael Thomas is my number one wide receiver this week. Uh, Manny Sanders, I actually have him in the high 20s, early low low 30s range got him in like the wide receiver three or flex area just because drew Brees has survived on just throwing to kamara and thomas for so long that i think he'll he'll you know i'm probably wrong i mean i think sanders could probably end up being higher than where i have him right now but you know we'll we'll see what happens yeah i mean i've got thomas as my number one it's not even close. Um, and then I've got Emmanuel Sanders just outside my top 25. Uh, I think that he'll find – I think if he's going to make a splash anywhere other than he did in San Francisco, I think here would be the place. Yeah. I, I think he ended up in the perfect situation. But, see, I think it's going to be one of those things where Manny Sanders is going to be better for real-life football than fantasy football. Right. But – but definitely, you know, you could play Sanders this week because I just think that, you know, I don't know. You could play him. I, I think he's more of a flex option right now until, you know, roles get established. But so let's see. Moving on, we got the tight ends. We got Gronk, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. Um, it's kind of hard to say because Gronk missed an entire season. So, I mean, I love Gronk. I got him at uh, tight end 18 with upside just because of the historic connection with Drew, I'm sorry, Tom Brady. But, I mean, people got to remember, so he didn't play at all last year. But then the year before that, when they won the Super Bowl, he didn't have that good of a season. Um, he only had – he had three touchdowns. He had 600 yards. He was tight end 12. So, I mean, just we'll see what happens. I, I think he could be a possible streamer. Um, O.J. Howard, I – they don't seem to understand what to do with him for some reason when he's probably the most athletic tight end in football. But they don't know how to utilize him at all. But, no, they, uh, they, but, they haven't quite figured it. They haven't mastered him yet. But I, I could see Gronk being a possible streamer because, I mean, he could very well have two catches for two touchdowns. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've got, uh, I've got Gronk at, at uh, tight end 11. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that connection will be there with Brady. I mean, I think he'll get in the end zone. And, and I think if you're a tight end, that's what you have to hope for. Well, that's all tight end. end zone. Tight end is if you don't have Kittle or Kelsey and now Andrews, you just have to hope they score, and that's it. Exactly. Um, on, exactly. on the other side of the ball, we got Jared Cook. Um, again, I think he's a tight end that could fall into the end zone. But I have him ranked at tight end 13. Um, so don't expect a lot of yards or catches out of him. You just hope for a touchdown. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Moving on, we got Arizona Cardinals going to San Francisco 49ers. Mr. Kyler Murray. Was he the rookie of the year last year? I think he was. I'm pretty sure. But, yeah. But I, I think he's going to have an absolute day just with DeAndre Hopkins and just the running ability that he has. Um, I have Kyler Murray as my quarterback 11. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm real close. I got Kyler Murray as my quarterback 9. And I yeah. think that uh, it's a terrible matchup. God, it's awful. 
You know what I mean? But he showed flashes against the, the same exact defense last year. That's the thing. Kyler Murray was he was great for fantasy last year as a rookie. And, was a and a couple of his best games were against San Francisco. Yeah, he was the quarterback six last year. And, you know, it just and, – and, and now you add DeAndre – you add the best wide receiver in football, yeah. you know, it can, it can only get better. Exactly, exactly. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo on the other side of the ball. I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo, but I also don't like him at the same time. I got him at quarterback 16. So, I mean, he – you could play him. Arizona's defense isn't very good. But my, my issue with San Francisco was the banged-up receiving core. Yeah. I mean, you have Kittle. You, you obviously, Kittle's your guy. But with Samuel out, Ayuk's probably out. So now you're playing Kendrick Bourne and Trent Taylor. You know, it's just, it, it's just kind of a, a – it's hard to want to play a quarterback with no weapons. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it definitely hurts that. I had him at 16 prior to the news with, uh, with these receivers being dropped out. Uh, you know, Arizona struggles a little bit against – the pass, especially against the tight ends, I just I feel like uh, with the lack of quarter or the lack of wide receiver play, it's it, I would not necessarily be starting Garoppolo by any means. Oh yeah, um, running backs you got Kenyon Drake. I actually think he's going to have a good game. Um, he's very talented. He fits the scheme very well. You know, he was an absolute stud when he. Ended up with Arizona last year. I got him as my running back nine, which could be high because it's the San Francisco defense. But I just he was good last year, and uh, he's healthy. Yeah. You know he he was the he was the running back seventeen last year, but you know he got traded midseason from Miami to Arizona. Right. And right. you know so that's why like I figure you know the, even though he was seventeen, I feel like. He, if he would have been with Arizona the entire season, he probably would have been a top ten guy. Yeah, and I agree with that. I agree with that. That being said, I think it's a terrible matchup this week to go to San Francisco. I have him at running back nineteen, but with some huge upside because I do believe that he he can turn a little dump off pass into six points in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's that's what he does. Um, you know, other other than that, I've got Moistert. Going to the other side, I've got Moisture at running back eighteen. That's what I got him at nineteen. I just Arizona's defense doesn't scare me at all. It's just uh, it. I see this as actually a potentially low-scoring game. I agree. So I agree. Then we got we got the receivers. We got DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald on Arizona. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's going to be great on this offense. I got him as my wide receiver ten. Christian Kirk might have a decent game. I got him at – where the hell is he? I got him at – well, I got him at in the 30s, and I got Larry Fitz in the 30s. Yeah. Because I just – you know, it, it's funny. Everyone sleeps on uh, Larry Fitz, but in PPR he's great. <laughs> but with, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, though, I think Christian Kirk's going to have a pretty decent year. I, I, and I agree with that. I think Christian Kirk is kind of primed now that he's not the number one to really set up for that that Robin role and be really good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's going to look like he's going to look like Juju when he was running number two to AB. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And on the other side, you got. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you? 
Where do you have DeAndre Hopkins? I have DeAndre Hopkins at, at wide receiver 15. And I just, okay. I'm not sure. I think, again, the matchup is going to be tough. If Kyler Murray can't get the ball off because they've got, you know, they're chasing him down, running him down, it could be a problem. Uh, you got Sherman in the back, in the uh, secondary. You've got Jaquizy Tart. You've got Ward. I mean, they've got guys all over there that can make plays. But, uh, Again, it's hard to stop DeAndre Hopkins. He's not going to drop out of my top 25 probably for the yeah. whole year. Then on the other side, you got, I guess, only Kendrick Bourne on the receiving side. <laughs> I actually, I didn't even rank. I didn't even rank him because I didn't think he was going to be the starter. No, I. Uh, um, he's not even close to being ranked in my in my uh, in my rankings here. The only the only guy worth taking in San Francisco's passing department would be Kittle. Yeah, which will just bring us right into the tight ends. Kittle's my tight end, too. I mean, it's just – especially now with having no uh, wide receivers, it's going to be all him. Exactly, and that's ex- and that's the reason I have him at tight end one this week. Um, I thought the lack of possible receivers – and this was just possible, and now that it's come to fruition, I, I don't think there's anybody that's going to touch the numbers that he puts up this week on, on targets and catches alone. Then um, let's just go ahead and move on. This has been a very long episode, and I apologize to our listeners, but hopefully you guys are still sticking with us because we're almost done. We only got a couple more football games to go. Uh, We got the Dallas Cowboys going to the L.A. Rams. Um, Dak Prescott, I got him as my quarterback three. I just think with the addition of CeeDee Lamb, the offense basically stayed the same, so I I, I don't see how he really goes down. The Rams' defense is somehow worse, um, even though they just signed – Jalen Ramsey to an extension, but you know, Dak was the quarterback two last year. I just, you know, I just see him being explosive again. He's going to be good. Dak Prescott, I have him at quarterback four. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's got everything to prove and everything to gain by proving it. I mean, this I I would I would hitch my wagon to that fantasy wise for sure. Well, well, especially because you know, Cowboys are refusing to pay him money, which is stupid. Um, so he's going to ball out because he's going to be like, yo, you're, you know, Patrick Mahomes just signed 500 million. Deshaun Watson just got like 300 million. So you're going to be paying me. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to completely ball out. Jared Goff. I don't like him anymore. I think he's quarterback 20 this week. I just, I mean, it's sad too, because they got, they have great weapons, but he's just, you know, he's just, he was quarterback 13 last year. I mean, I guess you could do worse in terms of fantasy. If you have to play him, you can. Dallas defense doesn't exactly scare me. Um, plus, with, again, with all the weapons they have. But it just I see him as a quarterback, too, right now. Uh, I've got him at quarterback 14. I, I still think that there's some juice here. I know that I, I'm going to trust McVay can get something done for this kid to make him a viable NFL starter. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Moving on, we got Zeke. Not much to say. I got him as my running back three. You know, just he's gonna have a great game. I he always it. does. I got him at running back two. I mean, he does everything. Yeah. Then uh, on the L.A. Rams side, you got a combination of uh, Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, and Daryl Henderson. I wouldn't recommend playing any of those guys right now because it's gonna be a weird three-headed monster. Um, I think ultimately ends up being the Cam Akers show towards the end of the year. But for right now, I think you're going to see a pretty even share between Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers with Henderson kind of 
peppered in every now and then. But it's just it's a backfield to avoid right now. I agree with that. The, but the cream of, of Cam Akers will definitely rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Uh, wide receivers, you got Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, which is insane. That just sounds like a Pro Bowl roster right there. Yeah, um, I I got Amari Cooper at 11. I got Michael Gallup at lo, low high 20s. And I got CeeDee Lamb in the 30s. I just think – and then right now, I mean – so, okay, cool, you have Ramsey to shut down one of the receivers, but then the other two are going to be open. Exactly. So exactly. it's just and, all and three of these guys. Go ahead. And that's the reason I've got Amari Cooper at 23, is I think he's going to get the lion's share of getting shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. So if you're looking for, if you're looking for some noise, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, those would be your guys this that's, week yeah. to, really make a, to really make a difference. Uh, let's see. Other side of the ball, we got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson. Um, I didn't rank Van Jefferson, but he's a guy that you want to keep an eye on. Uh, Robert Woods, he is the de facto number one for Jared Goff. I got him at 12, but I got Cooper Cup right behind him at 14 just because you can't sleep on Cooper Cup either. Cooper Cup, uh, Jared Goff loves Cup. Um, you know, he's, he's probably like the biggest slot guy in football. You know, he's 6'2", 208 just a monster he was wide receiver five last year i mean it's yeah. just he he's good he's really good yeah i've got uh robert woods at 20 and i've got cooper cup at 25 you know I, i'm really interested to see how how this offense works without that play action or if they're going to keep trying to do that play action without a viable run threat in Gurley. Mm-hmm. but uh we'll see we'll yeah see. then uh moving on we got tight ends we got uh you know, Blake Jarwin, who seems to be on the rise. I got him at 17 just because I think there's too many mouths to feed right now. Um, I, I think he's set right now. I got him at, at 17 with upside. I just, I think, you know, depending on the matchup, it could be good. And, you know, Cooper gets banged up sometimes, but Jarwin, he's a, he's a great talent, but it's just, there's three legit stud receivers on that team right now. Yeah. yeah Jarwin didn't make my list. It, there's just too many mouths to feed. You know, it's like you got all these receivers, and then you've still got a guy like Zeke who's going to demand the ball. It's, I don't like him. I mean, if yeah. you got if you got to play him, do it. But eesh. Higby, I got Tyler Higby at seven, which to me feels high. But if it's any indication on what his usage will be, as like the last four games of the season last year, where he scored like seven touchdowns in four games and had a hundred yards in four straight games, you know, I, I think Higby has some huge upside, which I'm really hoping is the case because I have Higby in multiple leagues this year. So I'm really hoping that's the case. Um, but I just I, I think Higby's a safe play, uh, especially this week because, you know, again, Dallas, you know, they don't have Sean Lee anymore. I know they have that uh, Vander Etch kid. But, you know, if you got Cooper Cup coming across the middle, that either means Cooper um, or Higby are going to be open in the middle because you can only cover one. So, I mean, it, it I, I think Higby's a good play. Yeah, I've got Higby at uh, at my tight end eight. I, I think that he's going to be the guy. He's going to overtake the athleticism of Everett and just be – he's just going to be the guy this year for them. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, we got our second to last game. So, listeners, if you're still with us, just hang in there. We're almost, we're almost there. We're almost there, guys. 
So we got the Pittsburgh Steelers going to the New York Football Giants. Um, ben Roethlisberger says the elbow's good, um, which I – and the Giants have a terrible defense. But I have Ben at quarterback 13 right now just because I want to see how that elbow responds. Um, but, he, you know, he, he could easily revert back to that Ben Roethlisberger that was like a top – six fantasy quarterback you know juju smith schuster is good deontay johnson um chase claypool looks like he could be legit so i mean it, it they're a good team they're a very good football team so and the uh, giants have a terrible defense exactly exactly i agree with that i have him at uh qb 10 ben roethlisberger yeah. I, you know it all depends on that injury but i think that moving forward we could see him revert back at least for a year or two before he calls it quits uh, we could see him have a, a couple of Pro Bowls. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones on the other side. I think he's he's great in terms of, like, dynasty play. But, you know, this week Pittsburgh has a great defense. I actually have him all the way down at quarterback 24. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it seems low, but, you know, with, with kind of lacking some offensive weapons, I just don't – I'm not 100% sure about all that right now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch him this week. I think Pittsburgh has got a pretty stellar secondary, pretty stellar front seven. I mean, this is a good defense. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to touch him this week at all. Yeah. Uh, running backs got James Conner. Um, they're saying he's healthy, and Mike Tomlin numerous times this offseason has said he is a bell, bell cow running back. So I actually have him in the top ten. I got him at running back eight this week. Yeah, let me see if I could find him. I I don't believe I have him in my top 25. I guess for me it's a it's a prove it. I need I need to see it again. You know, last year he got hurt, he was banged up, he was dealing with a lot of stuff. He's he's fallen far from being the replacement for Le'Veon Bell that kind of took the league by storm his first year. Mhm. On the other side you got Saquon Barkley. You know, obviously a monster I got him at six this week, uh, just because the matchup's pretty tough. But you know, he—he—it's Saquon Barkley. You know, he's—he was the second overall pick in fantasy leagues. The guy's an absolute stud. He'll be fine. Yeah, I've got him at running back six as well. I—I I just feel like he's—he's he's so explosive. He could do—he could hurt you so many ways. Closest—closest mm. closest thing to Barry Sanders we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers on the Pittsburgh side, we got Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, uh, James Washington, Chase Claypool. You know, Juju just put such a bad taste in my mouth last year. I actually have him all the way down at 30. Um, Johnson is going to be lower than that. Washington's lower than that. And Claypool's purely just a uh, just stash and hold for the time being. But... Um, you know, I just I want to see it from Juju. I mean, obviously, if you drafted him, you're going to play him because you put a lot of draft capital in him. But I just I got to see it first. It's just he, you know, he he bothered me <laughs> with with what happened to him last year. Yeah, I, I got Juju pretty high. I think that he, uh, I have him at wide receiver eleven this week. I think that with Big Ben back, I see great things happening. I just see a guy. I see a guy that is going to get back to the the roots that he showed early on in his career. He's going to have the guidance of a guy like Big Ben out on the field with him, and I I just see good things. Plus, I I don't trust 
the Giants' defense. That yeah, that I can't argue with that. On the Giants' side, we got Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate. Golden Tate's actually a little bit banged up right now, so we'll see what happens. Darius Slayton's the number one target monster there, but again, Daniel Jones isn't a very good quarterback. At least not right now. I think I think he will be fine later in life. But right now, it's a little bit tough. I have Sterling Shepard at my wide receiver 33. So to me, he's more of a flex option right now. Slayton would be in the 40s. Golden Tate would be, uh, you know, well, one, he's hurt. So I'd kind of wait on that. But I, I wouldn't recommend playing Golden Tate this week. Yeah, I got a hard time with, with any of these Giants. I just don't I don't trust them yet. I need to, I need to make sure that Daniel Jones can get him the rock. Well, especially when the best uh... – the the best part of the Steelers defense is their backfield. I mean, I'm sorry, their defensive backs. Right. And so with, uh, you know, with, with with trying to, you know, just Sterling Shepard's going to have a tough time. I I think it's just a bad matchup. St- Shepard's obviously, you know, he's a he's a good season long play, but this is just a bad matchup this week. Yeah, it's it's so, rough. Moving on to tight ends, we got Eric Ebron. Uh, for Pittsburgh, the newly acquired tight end. Big Ben, historically, has loved tight ends as well. Um, I actually have Eric Ebron at tight end 20 because I think he's just going to be touchdown dependent because he, you know, he's, he's, he's getting a little bit older now. He's had some injury problems. Um, actually, he's not even old. He's 27. But he's been in the league for six years. But he, he just he missed a lot of time last year. He's missed a lot of time his entire career. But, again, he's going to be a touchdown-dependent tight end, too, with upside. Right. I, I've got him at tight end 15. With Big Ben, can he do what no other quarterback has done other than Andrew Luck? And that's make Eric Ebron a good tight end. Yeah. And then on the other side, we got Evan Ingram, who, when he's healthy, he, this guy's legit. Um, I got him down a little bit. He's my tight end 9 this week just because, again, matchup – it's just Pittsburgh's got a great defense. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in the same boat. I have him at a tight end ten, strictly on defensive matchups alone. I mean, he's going to be seeing a healthy, healthy dose of Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and then our final game of Week One to wrap it out, we got the Tennessee Titans going to Denver. Ryan Tannehill, who just got the extension, I actually do not like him that much um, this week. Denver's I might move him up a little bit. I seem to be a little bit low on him, but I got him at quarterback 21. I mean, that's better than me. He didn't even make my top 25. Y- you know what? I'm not sold on him. I need another good couple of weeks before I before I can uh, bite on some Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, last year he was the quarterback 21, but he only played 12 games last year. But, I mean, that that they're clearly a Derrick Henry team. That's yes, it. 100%. Um, other side of the ball, we got Drew Locke. Drew Locke's my quarterback, 29. So, I mean, just I, I wouldn't even roster him, at least until – no, actually, I take that back. In a very deep league, he could be a bench stash, definitely in Dynasty because of Cortland Sutton and uh, Jerry Judy, Deshaun Hamilton. Although I didn't bring it up earlier when we were talking about news, but Cortland Sutton didn't practice today, so that could be something to keep an eye on which definitely affects Drew Locke's value. It absolutely does. You know, and, and with Drew Locke, I have him as one of my sleeper guys this week. I just sort of look at it as uh, I love their offense. 
I thought Cortland Sutton again before he went down with the AC joint sprain. Uh, it was kind of like this offense was going to flow. It was going to click. They they went out. They drafted heavy in wide receivers. They got themselves uh, KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy to go along with Cortland Sutton to go along with Noah Font. I mean, it was like these guys can run. They could spread the field, and that's what he did at Missouri. And I saw I saw you know some big things, some stars. But it, again, it's one of those things where prove it now, kid. You got to go out and yeah. prove it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got the running backs. Derrick Henry, the human tank. I got him at running back seven, which it sounds low, but it just, you know, like six guys I think have better games than him. But, you know, safe play. They're just they're going to feed him the rock, and he's just going to – Denver's defense, especially because Vaughn Miller's out the, the entire season now, and um, that other running uh, linebacker they have, he's banged up as well. So, yeah. I mean, I think he's, he's, he's fine. I, I think Derrick Henry, I have him at nine – this week uh i just there's almost no maybe ezekiel elliott will have a higher floor Mm -hmm. i just think derrick henry's gonna get fed the ball fed the ball fed the ball all year long oh 100 percent um let's see on the other side of the ball we got melvin gordon uh and philip Lindsay. melvin gordon you know i just i don't know what's gonna happen there um, where do I even have him? Let me see. Melvin Gordon. I got him at running back eighteen. Tennessee actually has a pretty good defense. Philip Lindsay's gonna be. To me, he's a bench stash. I actually wouldn't play him even as a flex, just because, you know, they have Melvin Gordon to be their guy now, and Melvin Gordon's a, a much better um, goal line running back than Philip Lindsay. So I just th- I think it's the I think it's going to be the Melvin Gordon show with just Philip Lindsay getting peppered in every now and then. I, I can definitely agree with that. I've got him at running back twenty three this week. I think Tennessee's defense is good. I think they're really oh, yeah. good, and yeah. I think they got even better when you go out and you get to Davion Clowney, who everybody thinks is this great pass rusher, but he plays the run better than almost any defensive end in the league. Mm-hmm. I just I I love I love that signing. I thought it was a great get. But uh I look at Melvin Gordon as this could be a rough week. About 100%. Uh wide receivers, the only one worth of note is AJ Brown for Tennessee. But um I got him at 19. So I I think he's, you know, wide receiver 2 with some upside. I I think he'll be okay. Uh, for for fantasy this week, especially because with Chris Harris leaving Denver, you know the, the, their defensive backs just aren't really as scary. It's just Ryan Tannehill; he's never been a very big passing quarterback, so we'll see. But I, I I think he's got some upside. Yeah, I agree. I've got him at wide receiver seventeen. I mean, he's he showed a lot last year. Let's see if he can keep it up. Yeah, and then uh, on the other side, we got Corton Sutton, Jerry Judy, Deshaun Hamilton. Although with Sutton kind of banged up, I actually had Sutton pretty high. I, I had Sutton at 18, um, but that's obviously going to have to be adjusted. Jerry Judy I had down in the high 30s, which I'll have to move him up just a little bit just because of volume. But I, I think Drew Locke needs a little more time to become a better quarterback. So, I mean, if Sutton's out, I wouldn't play Jerry Judy anyways. Um, just it, It's going to be a tough matchup for them this week. And I, and I agree with that. I had Cortland Sutton at my uh, wide receiver 19. I, before this AC joint, now I, now understand this, an, un, an AC joint is a, 
it's kind of a day-to-day thing. You can come back from it. It's not going to be a, a season-long dealio that he's going to lose time. He may not play this week, but he will definitely be back. Um, but if he plays, I got him at 19. If he doesn't, I would move I would move Jerry Judy up a little bit, but just into that, just into my watch list phase. Yeah. Uh, tight ends got Johnu Smith. Um, you know he with uh, what the hell was that? Delaney Walker there. You know for most of his career, oh he's God, been tough I to. For, was he yeah, still there? He, no, no, he's gone now. But Johnu Smith has kind of been in the shadow for the last three years. He was actually he was tight end twenty last year, which wasn't too bad with splitting time with uh, Delaney Walker. But I got him at tight end. Uh, where is he? Uh, 14 this week. So I, I think he'll be okay, um, especially because Ryan Tannehill likes tight ends. I mean, think about Charles Clay and whoever else he had in Miami. You know, he likes tight ends. So I, I think uh, I think Johnny Smith will be okay this week. Yeah, I, I've got Johnny Smith at uh, my tight end 13. I just think he's he's going to be a stud. He's going to be one of those sleepers that, that people don't realize is quite as good as he was. He showed a lot last year in the playoffs and late season that he's got speed, he's got blocking ability, and, and the kid's good. He's just going to mm-hmm. put it together. And then uh, I've got Noah Font at tight end 12. And I, I just see him finally getting to be the guy that – that, I think he was drafted to be. Mm-hmm. He's got the speed. He's got that, you know, the Iowa blocking scheme and all that, sh- all that shit down that you want to hear. But I think that yeah. he's definitely going to be able to get it done this week. Yeah, I got, I got uh, Noah Font at eighteen with upside, just because I'll probably have to adjust that just because of, uh, you know, the injuries going to Denver. Um, I think Fonten has some huge upside, super athletic, super talented. You know, he was a rookie last year, so he had to kind of learn. I mean, he was tight in 17 last year with Drew Locke being pretty bad last year. So I think he'll – I think he's got some huge upside. But, right. um, yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, that looks like that'll do it for us this week. This is a long fucking show, almost three hours. Yeah. It's like a goddamn Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> over here. No, right? Sorry. Sorry, but, hey, everybody. You, yeah, hey, but if you guys hung out with us, that's awesome. Um. I actually got around to making socials for us. You can get us on Twitter at Filthy Show on Twitter. You can get us on Instagram at FF Football Show on Instagram. Or you can send us emails at FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. You can ask us start sit questions. You can ask us, uh, you know, what do you want us to talk about? Um, just reach out to us. But hey, thank you for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, hey. And Big Rome, you know I love you. Hey, Josh the King, you're the best, man. Love you, buddy. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, good luck on Sunday, and just be happy football's back. Let's have some fun, huh? Big Rome out. Yeah.